Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Eileen Talks Menopause. When it comes to menopause, I always say knowledge is power. So keep listening to learn about all things perimenopause and menopause and gain the knowledge and power to take control of your symptoms, ease worries, and find the answers to questions you didn't even know you had. This week on my podcast, I'm talking about the vaginal symptoms you shouldn't ignore or just accept as part and parcel of the perimenopause or menopause. So let's get started. Vaginal health can certainly change in the perimenopause and menopause and many women can end up experiencing symptoms such as vaginal dryness, itchiness, little bit of extra discharge or just that little bit of discomfort a lot of the time. But there are some vaginal symptoms that really shouldn't be ignored and they shouldn't just be accepted as part and parcel of the menopause. So today I'm going to look at these ones and what can cause them. To be honest, all of these really need to be checked out by your doctor um, at, at some point. So this is really important. So number one is heavy bleeding. Although this is common on the run up to the perimenopause, a lot of women at this point can experience periods that get a bit longer, that get a little bit heavier. And this is part and parcel of the way that the hormones are changing towards the menopause. But if you are getting really heavy bleeding, if you're having to change tampons or towels every five minutes, if it's starting to chain, stain your clothes, if you find that the bleeding is going on and on and on, then this really does need to get medical attention. There can be lots of causes of this. It could be fibroids. These can either suddenly appear or for many women who may have had them for years without even realizing, they can start to grow bigger and they can get irritated and this can cause the bleeding. It can be things like polyps or cysts. It can also be a prolapse and this is where the pelvic organ, so this is the bladder, the bowel, um, the womb and the vagina, they can change place. So if these end up moving even slightly, that could put a, an awful lot of pressure on the womb and, and trigger um, intermittent or, or continual bleeding. It can also cause anemia. So just even having a heavy period for a few extra days can lower your iron levels. So this is a really important one. If the bleeding goes on for more than seven days, please get this checked out. We've had so many women come back to us who've been to get them checked out and have been told to go away and wait and see what happens. Please don't do this. Just really demand to get this checked out because if it goes on, it could lead to other more serious um, conditions. And let's face it, if you were bleeding anywhere else from your body for more than seven days, you would be taken seriously and probably whisked off to hospital. So this is one that we really do say, please don't just put up with this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Number two is painful sex. Very often this can be just due to vaginal dryness, which I've mentioned before is, is really, really common. It can be due to um, bacterial changes, so you can end up sometimes getting things like thrush as well, which can make sex painful. 
But if you find that pain occurs when there's penetration, when there's even deeper penetration, then again, this needs to be checked out by your doctor. It could be issues with the cervix. You can get in infections of, of the cervix. Again, it can be due to a prolapse. If, if your womb has changed position or your bladder is pressing on the womb or onto the vagina itself, then this is, you know, automatically going to cause a lot of pain and discomfort. If you're getting ongoing pelvic pain, if there's pain there the whole time, if there's discomfort, if you're getting bloating that doesn't go down. Now, I know for a lot of women, digestive problems and bloating in this area due, due to digestion can, can be really, really common. But discomfort and bloating due to digestive issues tend to come and go. You may find that you get bloated at the same time every day. And then when you go and move your bowels, everything calms down and feels comfortable again. So this is more to do with pelvic pain that's there the whole time and may get worse if you exercise or, or you move about or you have to stand for a long time. It could also be a heavy draggy, dragging feeling. So, and again, this is a common symptom of a prolapse. If you just feel that everything is really pushing down and maybe you're, you're getting an urge to push sometimes just because of that feeling, um, again, these ones need um, checking out. If you're getting um, a lot of um, vaginal discharge, now discharge can be quite a common thing. A lot of women find that um, in the perimenopause, just before a period, they get a little bit more discharge. So this is if you're getting a discharge on a daily basis and it's not stopping. This could be due, as I mentioned before, to something like thrush. It can also be due just to a, a, a bacterial imbalance in the whole area. But again, these things need checking out if they're not clearing up and not going away. Also, increased repair urinary tract infections. They can be caused by a, a, a change in, in the whole pelvic area. And again, if you find that they're not clearing up with antibiotics, they're not getting better. If they're getting worse, if you're getting more of them, then again, just ask your doctor to really check into this for, for you. And don't just put up with repeat antibiotics, because very often if antibiotics don't work the first time, then any subsequent infections you get, they're, they're not going to help either. And you can end up in this vicious cycle of very uncomfortable UTIs, taking antibiotics and nothing resolves itself. So what can you do just to support your vaginal health during the menopause? And it's really important. It's an area I think we, we tend to forget or, or just close our eyes to. So looking after our vaginal health generally can very often prevent some of these um, issues from occurring. So the first thing is that anything you're unsure of, any sudden changes to um, your vagina, get them checked out. Any way that it looks different or feels different or smells different, then get this one checked out just to make sure there's nothing else going on. Continue to get your regular smear tests. Now, I do know different countries have different ages. I live in Scotland and my particular health area 
they stopped uh, stop smears at 60. For some other areas, it may be slightly older. Don't ignore these because they can pick up things that you may not be aware of. So as long as you're still in the age group for being able to get them, please don't ignore these. Um, it's a really good um, health check for you. Maybe practice pelvic floor exercises. They can be really good. If you keep your pelvic floor muscles strong, that's going to help prevent a, a prolapse. I would suggest going to see someone like a Pilates instructor. You can get these exercises on the internet and on things like YouTube, but if you don't get proper tuition, you could end up doing them wrong and you could end up doing more harm than good. So this is one instance where I would say, please get proper tuition for this. And there's lots of classes around now. There's so many... Um, Pilates instructors are focusing on women's health and pelvic health. So it's a really good investment for now and, and for later life as well. If you're getting a lot of vaginal dryness, you can look at natural lubricants. You can get them from your local health food shop. Most of them are water-based, which means they're not going to interfere with the, the um, friendly bacteria balance. You can look at um, things like sea buckthorn oil, which can be really, really helpful. If it's getting a bit of a nuisance, then you can ask your doctor. For those of you who, who are willing to look at HRT, you can look at estrogen gels or pessaries that are localized. And some women say they've made such a huge difference. So again, that's worth looking into. Go with a vaginal probiotic. This is really helpful. And I would say take a course once every six months just to keep everything healthy. Your friendly bacteria in the vagina also protect your bladder from those UTIs. So it's, it, again, another good investment. Look at the products you're using. This is a very sensitive area. And if you're using really harsh chemical soaps or bubble baths or shower gels, then that's going to cause a lot of irritation, especially as the skin can get more sensitive as your estrogen levels fall. There's loads of lovely natural and organic intimate products that, that you can get from your local health food shop. And don't forget toilet paper. The majority of toilet paper is bleached. And there's a whole range now, you know, I'm amazed at, you know, scented toilet paper and toilet paper with moisturizers in them. Um, again, if this is a particular sensitive area, these things are not going to help. So make sure that you go for natural unbleached toilet paper if you're really sensitive um, down there. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe. Take care and thank you for listening.